Welcome here to our broadcast of Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on site on location at the Wildcat, 3680 Milton Avenue in Camillus, New York. We're here every single month with West Genesee Centric Athletics, and this is eight years that we've been here, but the first time that we get to celebrate our commissioner. So we have Patsy Mosley of the WGAC, West Genesee Athletic Club, cheer side of things, our cheer commissioner. And we have our football commissioner, Pop Warner, here for the West Genesee Athletic Club, and that being Matt Andrianos. And then we have El Presidente, Greg Collins, here with me. So, Patsy, Matt, welcome. It's your first time here, so welcome. How are you? Thank you very much. Absolutely. Hey, you just want to hold that like that. There you go. So, this has been a very successful season, right? We're on, we're coming off of it, coming off the tail end of celebrating so many teams that ended the season champions. Patsy, I want to start with you here. Just what this cheer entire, you know, last season has meant to you in the WGAC and to see so much success and championship caliber cheer. It certainly is true. We had a very successful season. We placed first in locals and in the top 10, I believe, of the Eastern region. We have a bunch of talented girls on our team this year. We will be traveling to the U.S. Finals in Virginia Beach. That's amazing. End of May. Congratulations for that. Appreciate that. Can we clap that up? Can we show some love here? Definitely show some love. So tell us again in May, going to... Virginia Beach. Poor you in May. Like 70s, 580, somewhere around there. You'll see. You'll see? So Oceanfront Hotel for sure. Oceanfront Hotel, yeah. What does it mean to you that you have the opportunity to do that with the cheer team? Well, for me, it's way of life. For these girls, it's the excitement of seeing them perform. It's the excitement of them getting out there and doing the personal best and showing uh, their passion for the sport and really pretty much just getting them ready for the next leg which will be going on into tying up for high school in the next year or two. Well, congratulations on that coming up. On the Pop Warner side of things, Matt, there was champion after champion after champion after champion after champion. Just kept going. I ran out of picture space on X because they only let me put up so many. So I couldn't put up all of the champions there. I had to, you know, have to make another post or tag it. What does it mean to you to have so much success here for WGAC on the football side? Well, personally, it means a lot. I've been involved um, probably close to 20 years, fancy. So it's just, it's just um, enjoyable to see the kids have success. Obviously, most importantly, to see the kids have success. And then just to see the growth of the program. We've uh, grown six straight years. Our numbers have gone up in the fall. So it's just it's the, the most important thing is to see the growth of the program, which then will translate to make sure we're doing our job to make sure that these kids are prepared and ready for JV, varsity, and uh, the school program. Well, that's the whole thing. You're, you're both talking about it is the success that we have in the WGAC in Pop Warner football and in cheer. It's also to prepare for what's to come in West Jenny. We already know that there's so many sports at West Jenny that have celebrated success and I've sat with numerous champions amongst a bunch of different pieces of this community. So Matt, for you to know that you're not just trying to have a good season, but that you're helping to build the future of the West Genesee community, just, just what that means to you. That's going through, so test it right here. There we go. Oh, yeah. So, one, two. I can see it, but I can't hear it. So, you know what we're going to do? We're going to switch 
I think this is the, the big thing. I think to answer your question, the most important thing is, is as coaches, just to make sure that um, you don't coach with ego. Make sure we try to, our coaches all follow that method of we're doing it for the kids, for the betterment of the community, to prepare them for school. Because at the end of the day, um, I don't think any child will remember the score of our youth football. They're going to remember the memories that they had, the experiences that they had, and how that'll help translate them to the next levels of not only football but but also life too. Yeah. Definitely can appreciate that. Patsy, your thoughts on building the future of the West Genesis community? A lot of the skills that we teach, actually, not only do we teach them and prepare them for the sport, we also try to, as coaches, be role models for these girls, encourage them to do their personal best. We try to teach them about commitment, responsibility, integrity, because these are things that they will take on to the adult life once they finish high school, college, and continue on. Um, these, I mean, they're really wonderful kids. They keep coming back, which is a plus. I always say without them, I wouldn't have a coaching position. So it's important to make this special for them and give them something to think about, something to, to give them to, uh, looking to give them the experience that they want to keep coming back and the many friendships that these girls make um they carry it out throughout life i mean there's some of the girls that are on the varsity team right now some have gone on to college and it's so nice because they'll contact me from their town and they're all still friends so it's it's a lifetime of friendship as well well El president i'm gonna hand this to you so you and I have spoken about this a few months ago. We were sitting here with student athletes representing yeah. cheer as well as football. We did it in the beginning. And to come to the end here and to see all these champions and all the success, you and I were ushering it in with the student athletes. And now we come out seeing the incredible finishes. And, and I feel very spoiled that we were talking about what you were hoping for. And I, I feel like the community of West Tennessee got way more than what they could have hoped for. Yeah, I think I'll just probably summarize this real quickly is WGAC has been around for a long time, 25 plus years. And I challenged to find a more successful season through football and cheer than we had this past year. You know, we had every football team but one made it to championship weekend four won their championships two won on the state championships one won the new york state championship cheer both cheer teams advanced to regionals we did well at regionals you know overall we couldn't ask for much more as far as success and my goals with this program has always been three three things number one let's get the kids involved let's teach them something number two let's have fun and number three, if we went along the way, it's a great option. You know, we did a great job of it. And this was a very successful year. And, you know, and, and like you said, to, to see more often than not vying for a championship, winning a championship, going from there to go on to states, doing well in regional work and all that. I mean, it's, it's such a tribute to the commissioners. It's a tribute to everybody that helps out. It's, it's a tribute to these awesome young student athletes that are having fun and they care like you said have fun learn something and then if you went along the way that that's great do you feel like they truly had fun and do you feel like they learned something i think the end result tells us they've learned a lot because you're not winning at that high level without learning executing and developing your skills and having fun i can tell you the team this past year that had the least success, the kids still had a ball. A lot of them are still together, they hang out, they do things, they come and support the other teams on championship weekends. So it is really um, what it's about. It's youth sports. If kids aren't having fun, 
and you're making it the pressure of high school or college, which there are some programs out there that it's like that, eventually the kids just lose interest and they don't want to stay focused on it. But I think that's part of why we built our program. It's not just success. It's their friends telling other kids that, hey, come on, play football. Come on, join cheer. It's a lot of fun. And that's what's really helped build the success. You know, and, and having that success, and I'll hand it back to you, Matt. Look at this. What got you into it? What made you want to do what you're doing, be in the WGAC as the football commissioner? Why why take that leadership role? Well, it, well for me personally, I have a lot of um, family ties to the program. It is Patsy and Greg both know. So my, my father was the president and vice president of our program. Uh, my, my grandparents also played a factor in when we purchased the property, also helping us financially to um, put all of the, uh, the the lines in and the lights and the sewer work and some of that stuff. So Western Sea Athletic Club is basically is basically family. It's it's a it's a part of life for me. I've been involved with so long um, since I was a player at ten years old. Um, I've really been involved. The only years I was really ever away from the program were just the years I was at school playing. So other than that, I've been back every year. And this will be, I think, 14th or 15th year coaching. And then I've been on the board. I really don't know how many, how many years. Probably 10, something yeah. like that or so. I remember when Greg actually joined the board, he came up to me and said something along the lines of, you missed the meeting. Because he assumed I was already on the board and already involved because of how much time I spent down at the field. But, yeah. yeah. 15 years coaching. Yep. What keeps you coming uh, back here? Probably when you get to see the kids when they're JV varsity, they come up to you and give you a hug and say, hey, coach, how are you? And just being able to create some of those some of those memories as, as well with the kids, you know. And just to, the, the goal, I think, was just to really try to grow and get the program better to help these kids be better at varsity. That, that's always been my my whole goal from, from day one. And um, I think we had a, we were in a little bit of a lull there for a little bit of time. Um, there was some, you know, the, the mid to 20 times there with the, the concussion and the CTE stuff that really had an effect on football for a couple of years there. But we bounced back and then obviously COVID had a little bit of an effect too. But, um, but we've been doing a great job progressing and getting better on and off the field. And I think we led, led the league again in academic All-Americans. So that's another great thing that that we push hard for in this club too, is Scholastic, so. Yeah, you know, like you said, 2010s with, you know, it's tough getting through that, 2020 with COVID. Here's to 2030 being nice to all of us. Right. Patsy, bring me into your story. How did you get to where you are right now as our cheer commissioner? Well, I started in 1993. My daughter, who was then four, signed up for the program. I was a sideline parent, got roped into coaching. The following year, in 1994, was when I became church commissioner. And I've just, I've stuck with it ever since then. Um, like I say, my daughter who came to the program, then went on to high school and college, all-stars, came back to the program and is also coaching for Western Sea Athletic Club. Um, for me, it's a way of life. I would be lost without the kids. I would be lost without my WGAC family. Really what is it about it that's so rewarding? You said you would be lost without the WGAC family. Why is it such a unique part of your life that you can't find somewhere else, right? You know, the good things have no duplicate. There's no, I, if I lose this, I'm going to find it exactly over here. What is so special about WGAC? Like I said, Western Sea Athletic Club is my family. Um, before we had our field, our sports complex, I was one of the board members that way back then that helped and watched it grow. I would bring kids down from the neighborhood to help develop our fields. That was by picking rocks, <laughs> picking rocks, cleaning up the little posts we have around there. We were helping run ropes through that, nail the, the little caps on top of it. It just, it was nice to be a part of something that is so successful today. And initially, when we started that project, I often said, someday my grandchildren would either play ball or cheer on the sidelines. Well, guess what? I have two, two granddaughters cheering on the sidelines. Congratulations. Thank you. 
It's got to mean a lot to you, right? It you does. said they're your family, but your family is in this family now. Right. So it's it's all together. You just you talked about back in the beginning picking rocks. Off. I had a conversation with someone. I think it was last week or the week before. It was last week. But they were finishing up after a basketball game, and they're a sports information director. So you'd think, oh, there's going to be all these people help clean up. And the SID, you know, tie, shirt and tie, dress pants, is cleaning up all the wires. And I told him, I said, I get it. Because when I started my career at Marywood University and did men's and women's basketball for NCAA D3, I was full suit, but I was also the guy under the bleachers putting all the wires together with all the dust. When you said picking up the rocks, that's what I thought about, is that people see like this result. They see all the years later, they see the success, they see us you know, sitting here, showered up, everything's ready, you know, we're hanging out, but they don't see that blood, sweat, and tears that goes into it. They don't see the going under the bleachers, they don't see the picking up the rocks. How important and meaningful when you look back on that is to you of your story, that you did all those things that aren't fun. Honestly, I think I was just focusing on the kids that were were in the program at that time and the kids to come. Um, it was, again, it was just to be a part of something special, a place to get, a place for the kids of our community to come back to, a place to give them something to look forward to. We have a wonderful board at WGAC. And I can tell you right now, you couldn't ask for a greater bunch of people. We all pull together, we all take turns doing jobs none of us want to do, but again, we work together as a team. Um, we're all volunteers, and I think most of us, if not all of us, I don't think we have kids. Well, I take it back. Couples still have children in the program, but the remainder of us, none of us have children in the program anymore. So it's just, it's nice to be a part of something that serves our community. Well, I appreciate your service to the community. Matt, do you have a picking up rocks story in your history? I, I have a lot of stories since I've been there since day one. I don't know how many I can share. I've, uh, I've, I've flipped four wheelers. I learned how to drive stick shift with the old truck we used to have down there. Um, but yeah, I mean, when, when I came over my first year when I came over, the, they had already purchased the property and already had played one season. So the people that were picking rocks are a little bit a year or two before me. But, I mean, when it comes down to it, I think um, what we do down in the field, probably like a microcosm of life, there's many, many things we do we don't want to do. Nobody wants to clean toilets. Nobody wants to do a lot of that stuff. But we do it for the betterment of the kids and, and to, to really pay homage to all the people that really came before us that put a tremendous amount of legwork in to get that property purchased, get the buildings built, get the garages built, and to be able to provide what we do for the community. So you got you got really got to think about the people that came, came before us and put so much blood, sweat, and tears into the program. So. Well, there's something to be said about when you win championships and you're a commissioner, it looks great and you take pictures and whatnot, but nobody's watching clean the toilet. Nobody's watching you pick the rocks out and my grandfather, they're both in heaven, but, you know, it's my grandpa Cavino and grandpa Tortora, God bless him. My grandpa Cavino had three businesses at one time. His favorite job of his entire life, being a janitor, because he worked at a high school, and he loved giving kids advice, and he loved seeing them grow up. So his favorite part of his life was the part where he was cleaning the toilet. So like you said, it's those... Those aren't really the jobs you get thanked for. They're not the jobs you get noticed for. But the humbling aspect of what you do really does show that you love it, and you don't just think you love it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think I think if you're gonna if you're gonna be on a board, especially our board, it's it's so different than I think many other youth programs because of the fact that we own and maintain our property. I mean, anytime anything goes wrong, our our um, our commissioner's back there. He has to take care of it. So our field commissioner. So it's just it's 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 not like he picks up the phone and has to be, then he has to deal with it. It's not he can call the town and he can't call the town Camillus or town about a dog to fix something. Yeah. You know, everything gets put on us. So I mean I think at the end of the day that that's why everybody works so hard to provide such a positive experience because 
at the end of the day. It's, it's something very, very big to lose. To this day, I still think we're the only youth football program in the state of New York that owns their own property. So it's just something extremely special to have um, in this community. And I think it really came to the forefront during COVID. Because during COVID, when everybody shut down, we even had dance recitals and dance rehearsals on our field. So when everything shut down, we were there for we were there for the Washington Sea Sports programs. I know girls varsity lacrosse was basically that was their home, their only place to practice during COVID and a lot of programs. So I think that that's ultimately why I think why all of us do it just to provide for the kids and not just our kids in our program, but for the varsity kids and then everything else. So Greg. What are your cleaning the toilet rock stories? What do you have? Uh, I don't know if there's just one story, but I would I would say the the biggest thing about WJC that really makes me want to come back year after year, even though sometimes you're like want to go because you're giving up a lot of your time. I mean, I would say from probably the middle of April till the middle of November. There's a group of us above and beyond coaching that are spending 20, 25 hours a week mowing, cleaning up, we're running the concession stand, all those odds and ends jobs that have to get done. It's all for the betterment of the organization. And it, it becomes part of you. It's just like you own a home, you work on your home, you fix it up, you take pride in what you do. There's not a single person on our board that doesn't have pride in what we are delivering as a product and when something happens and someone parks on the grass where we don't want them to and they get stuck and now there's a rut and we got to fix it, it's like someone driving across your yard. You know, it, it means a lot to us. It doesn't mean anything to that person. You know what I mean? But we take a lot of pride in that organization and what we do. And it's all because of the kids. And um, like Matt said, you go to the high school to this day. I mean, I haven't coached Pop Warner now probably in eight years. All these kids call me coach when they see me. And knowing that the boys varsity football team goes to sectionals, wins sectionals, or the girls go to sectionals. As a matter of fact, the girls cheers won four sectional championships in a row. Um, a lot of those girls came from our program. And to go and still watch them either play the sport or perform, it, you take a lot of pride in it. Yeah, you know, and like you said, I mean, they still, when you go and see them, they still call you coach. After all these years, there's there's something sentimental, Patsy talked about. There's something you know familiar about that and that connection. And when it's not your kid, but you're still in it because you just start to care about everybody's kids in the community. And you want to, I mean, and they do. I mean, it, it's funny people say this is cliche, that's cliche. What I've learned about cliches is that they're well known statements, but they're also true statements. I think cliche is another statement for truth, wisdom. And one of the cliche statements is it takes a village, but I think you all understand that what you're doing is that village that you're working with it. Yeah, and I, I think it's 100% right. It takes a village. Um, and in this day and age, volunteerism is, I don't want to say a thing of the past, but it's a lot harder to get people just to do a little bit, knowing that you're not doing it for somebody else, for most of our volunteers, they're doing it for their own kids. Um, but we're also volunteering not for our kids or for ourselves, but for other people's kids. And, and that's a big deal. I, in the, they all mentioned it. It's giving back. You know, Today, people need to reflect a little bit, look themselves in the mirror and say, how can I give back? It doesn't have to be WGC, but we can all do something. And you know what? Our world, our country would be a lot better place if people thought of others first before you think of yourself. And, and I completely agree. I, I think any type of service to anybody, it's it's rewarding. You know, that, that sacrificing of, you know, to, when your grandparents get older, taking care of them, you know, because they took care of you. There's, there's something, there's something to that giving back. There's something to going to a soup kitchen. There's, something to you know giving going to a, a food pantry at a church or a place or a place to worship and giving food when they're you know they're around thanksgiving or just in general and you know i i love seeing people help people and 
it's it's even something as simple as today is somebody within your your West Tennessee, your WGAC family, I'm at the door and I'm struggling with all my equipment to come in and one of your WGAC crowd grabbed the stuff, well, open the door and then and then as I'm bringing in one of my things, went and grabbed the rest of it, then open the other door, then grab the stuff again and help me get everything inside. Didn't ask for anything, didn't say anything, just set it down. And I, I don't know if people fully know that when you drop a piece of paper or you drop your jacket or you drop your hat or you drop $5 on the ground or you're trying to get through the door with all your equipment and someone goes, hey, let me help you with that. Those moments would change the world if everybody did them. It's, it's crazy. Yesterday at the Syracuse basketball game, the last home game, they were tying towels together. And the student section had all these towels tied together. And they're trying to make this towel stink, which means nothing, right? But then I thought about what if instead of a towel snake, every one of us did a good deed and we tied it to each other, eventually it would go around the whole stadium like it would go around the whole world. So why don't we start tying some of these good things together? Giving back, right? That's where it starts. Unselfish, unselfishness and helping out others. And, and it's a great you know, example of you coming in today and somebody helps you out, you know, just happened to be from our organization. But you know, that's the type of people we bring on board, too, is we want people that are willing to help. And the more we help, the better our society is. We do a thing called Tell Me Something Good. Greg, I want you to tell me something good about Matt Andrianos. So, yeah. <laughs> Matt has his moments. He has his ups and downs like we all do. But Matt is probably one of the most dedicated people I know to teaching kids. One thing Matt does that a lot of people don't know is he has kids that are at out of our level, they're at the high school level. They will contact him and ask him to help train them in the off season. And Matt will take them down to the fields and do exercises and drills with them, conditioning to build their skills up because he wants to see them be successful. Matt doesn't get paid for that. Matt does it out of the kindness of his heart. So. There are not a lot of people out there that'll do that. There are people that'll help you get better, but you're also going to have to compensate them. He takes our kids, when I say our kids, less any kids. Doesn't have to be a kid that went to our program, but there's a friend of a kid that went to our program and they contact Matt. He'll help them. He wants to see them get better. Uh, some words for Matt. Tell me something good about Patsy. Um, Patsy kind of already said this. I think Patsy, personally, would struggle in life without what she has right now. It is a way of her um, getting out, doing things, giving back and being rewarded by what she sees because Patsy's a mother at heart. And in this way, all these girls are her kids, you know? So by that, and there's goods and bads within all of that. We all know moms, not all moms smile all the time. Once in a while, bad things happen, right? But it's, it's the relationships you build. It's seeing these same girls in the future and having those relationships and caring about each other. I think that's very important. And Patsy's probably our cheer mom. So. Well, Patsy, you heard those words from your El Presidente of WGAC. So tell me something good about Greg Collins. Something good about Greg. Greg, along with his side chick, his wife, goes above and beyond. Anytime there's an issue with cheer and I need something, Greg's like, we'll take care of it. He never hesitates with either football or cheer to do whatever's best for the kids in the program. Greg gives, like you said, it's it's like owning a second home. He, along with uh, Brett Bartholomew, who's our uh, field commissioner, and of course Matt here, they spend countless numbers of hours all the time doing, again, what's best to build a complex for kids in our community to come and enjoy. Like I said, we're thank I'm thankful, anyhow, to have Greg as our president. We don't always get along, but who does? 
<laughs> but I can tell you right now, I wouldn't want any anybody other than Greg and, and Janelle in my corner to help get get the job done. I like that. And you know, I think that's we talk about how we could change the world. I think hearing what you've all been saying, like sometimes we butt heads, sometimes you don't agree on everything, but I wouldn't want to work with other people. Sure. That says something. Because you're not supposed to I had this conversation yesterday. I said I'm not someone who likes to fight, but sometimes you have to have a disagreement right. to get to a better resolution, right? To and a better. we all agree to disagree. I mean, that's yeah. part of human life. But like I say, anything we need, Greg is always for it. If it's something we don't have or the means to get it, he will find a way along with that. They will sit and brainstorm to make things happen. How many people can you really say will do that for a youth program? Yeah. Well, it's about words followed by action, right? Yes. Everybody Absolutely. says they're gonna. Yep. But how many do? All right, Matt, tell me something good about oh, Greg. You're on the spot. I am. Uh, um, I, think the, 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 I think the most important thing for me personally, and Greg knows this as well, is when we really took over the football program, it was, it was down, and there was a lot of things that had to be changed. Um, and I don't think there was one thing that I brought to Greg where he thought it was a bad idea or would come at you and say it's a bad idea. He'd always, he, always, he always hears you out and always listens. Truthfully, I don't think Greg and I, over all the years, when it comes to making the decision within the football program, have really ever disagreed on much of anything because we both have the same line of sight when it comes to a quote. I make a decision what's based best on the club, and, and he's usually coming from the same standpoint. So 99% of the time, um, we work extremely well together. He's extremely loyal to the program, which is probably, for me, the most important thing, is working with somebody. You know, we've had, when you think about it, we've only had three or four presidents in our clubs. Actually, I'm sorry, five presidents in maybe our whole club's history. So the people that have ran our club, so to speak, They've all been people very, very loyal. We've been around a very long time, um, I think close to 60 years, but well before we were at our place on Pottery Road. So it's just the loyalty, and I think the, the lack of changeover in our organization, in our club, it, it, it makes it easy to, and it makes people want to get aboard our club because it's easy to, easy to work with Greg and, and want to give back to the organization. So. I like that. I would never say amazing Kind words. Well, from football to cheer, cheer to football. Matt, tell me something good about Patsy Mosley. Cheer mom. You know, and it's funny that we talked about cheer mom because, honestly, I have known Patsy. We talked about her before we started basically my whole life. So when I came over to Washington, D.C., Patsy was here. As Axel. When I played, she was here as a cheer commissioner. So I, I've known Patsy my whole life. She's like a second mother. There is probably nobody – um, that cares more about Washington D.C. athletic club than Patsy, you know. Um, and I think it's important that we keep people who have ties to those who really built this program around. I think that's important. I think that's why I stick around. I think that's why she sticks around. She sticks around for for Michael Cerdo and Jimmy Valenti and Marty Casey and, and you know Bill Rich Fasuna and all the people that came before us. So I think. Like like Greg said about Greg, Patsy's extremely extremely loyal to this program, and I um, and I think that's a great quality to have, especially if you want to be involved in youth sports and giving back. So, his words, for Patsy. Tell me something good about football. Where can I begin? Do we have all day and all night? <laughs> no, Matt. I have to honestly say, I completely respect you. Again, I've known you most all of your life. And I think it's wonderful that when you came in, you stepped up to the plate to try to make a difference instead of sitting back and arguing and complaining. You decided to be the change that we need to see. You've done wonderful things with the program. You've made tons of strides. I have nothing but the utmost respect for you, especially due to the fact that we don't have any kids in the program. Here's hoping someday, maybe, 
That's her mom. That's my mom. Anytime about anything, my mom's like, what'd you do today? I had a meeting, I went here, I went there. You mean anybody? How old are they? Do they have kids? What's going on? Are they single? I'm like, Ma, what? I told you I went to the grocery store and I drove. What? I'm, like, I'm just trying to get my food and go home. No, seriously. I mean, Matt, as young as he is, really be fresh out of college and to come back and give back to our program. You don't see a lot of that with today's um, youth. Another great person that has helped, unfortunately, he's away at college is Greg's daughter, who did what she could while she was in uh, junior high school and high school, coming and helping the coach. Anyways, back to Matt. Matt, same thing. He's completely dedicated, extremely loyal to our club. I see Matt as not only as a, as a football commissioner, but someday maybe when we have to step down, he'll step into the president's position someday, possibly. <laughs> but anyways, no, Matt, thank you for everything that you do. Thank you for giving the experience that you do to these kids. They have nothing but utmost respect for you. And I feel the same way about you, kiddo. I'm saying, the way that Patsy speaks here, it's like, I feel like everybody would want her to say something nice about them. It was very sweet, very heartfelt from all of you. And before we wrap up here with WGAC, the West Tennessee Athletic Club, celebrating Pop Warner football and cheer and all these championships, regional success, and everything that's come from having fun and learning something. We do something here on Wake Up Call every single month at the Wildcat, 3680 Milton Avenue in Camillus, New York, called Rapid Fire. And it could have something to do with sports. It could have nothing to do with sports. It could be music, movies, pastime, favorite memory, literally anything in the world, travel. So we're going to put all of ourselves on the hot seat. We get to ask questions. We will be asked questions as well. We're going to go one for one. So, Patsy, I'm going to ask you the first question. And my question for you, Patsy, is if... We could describe your life in a song. What song would we choose? No clue. Do you have anybody you like to hear? I listen to everything. You listen to everything? Okay. Do you have a favorite type of music? I like every genre that's out there. Every genre that's out there. Okay, then let me ask you this. If Whitney Houston, because we're going to say living or not, if Whitney Houston, Taylor Swift. No Taylor Swift. <laughs> that was the right answer. I'm not a Swift. That was She's actually the right Taylor answer. Swift. Correct answer. We've now been flagged by Swifties on social media. No I don't care. So if, if Whitney Houston, Prince, Michael Jackson, or... Anita Baker was going to sing a song about your life. Who would you pick? Honestly, I really don't know. None of them? I really can't answer it. No. It's got to be so. I mean, Whit Whitney's got the voice. Michael's got the dancing. Prince has got everything. Anita Baker's Actually, so good. Now that I think about it, maybe one song that would best describe what I think about life and maybe me would be the dance by Garth Brooks. Okay. That will always be, I think, my number one song and it would best describe I would really prefer to dance the dance to then to not have danced at all. I love that. It's an awesome answer. Alright, Patsy, what's your question for me? <laughs> Anything in the world. Music, movies, I grew up here, food. Are you from Syracuse originally? I am from Syracuse, from the north side. So right by the best bakery in the world, Wingport Bakery. And do you have a question about my upbringing or no? Yes. Okay, go ahead. Where did you go to high school? Um, what was your family like? <laughs> So I went to, my dad gave me a choice. It was private school. So it was Ludden or CBA. My mom went to Grimes. I wanted to go to Grimes to follow my 
principal, Mr. DeSantis, who we're still friends to this day, and he's like my Mr. Feeney from Boy Meets World. And I call him Feeney, he's in my phone as Feeney D. And so I went to, I ended up going to CBA because my dad did not give me the choice of grounds. So I went to CBA and I got a really good education, but I'm a blue collar kid, so I didn't fit in in that respect. So I got along with my teachers and my and the administration more than like the students that I was with. But we've reconnected some of us, which has been kind of cool. My family life growing up, uh, I, I'm spoiled. My grandfather's, my grandmother's, my grandfather's passed when I was six, both of them in 92. 30 plus years later, I think about them every single day. I feel them from heaven. I feel like they have taught me. I feel like they continue to teach me. I was at dinner on Monday night and my grandfather showed up there and when I was with my cousin Anthony, which was pretty crazy. And so, I mean, that was my life with them great. My grandmothers, they obviously they live longer. Uh, my dad's mom lived to be three. And my mom's mom, closest person that I've ever had in my life. And I call her G-Mama. And I've talked about her a lot on this stage. She lived to be just shy of 101. And when I talk about giving back, I moved back here years ago, right before I started my company. And I chose to live with her, to take care of her, and chase my dreams and take care of her because she took care of me. And I have made myself a vow that if I could find a woman that is 1% of her, I will marry that woman. Because there is no better human outside of Jesus Christ himself than, than my grandmother. And she continuously teaches me every day. I have her quote in my bed, bedroom, so when I wake up, it's right next to my face. That I see it all the time. So, would you mind sharing that quote with us? So it was actually from a song, and it was the song "I Love You" a bushel on a pack and a squeeze around the neck. But she wouldn't say it like that. I would say, "Grandma," when I would go to leave, I would say, "I love you a bushel on a pack," and she'd look right at me and she'd go and a squeeze around the neck, and she would give me a big kiss. And so I, I've told I've told people here. I you know I've told some of the student athletes here. I told one of the uh, one of the girls, I think she was on the basketball team at the time, her grandparents were there and I said, I gotta tell you something in front of them. And I said, is that okay? And they said, yeah, her parents were there too. I said, when, when you see your grandparents, I want you to give them a kiss and a hug every time you leave. And then I want you to get to the door, I want you to turn around, I want you to run back in, I want you to give them another kiss and a hug because you will never run out of that and you will never regret how many times you did it. My grandmother used to yell at me and go, all right, you can leave now because I would always go back for a second or a third or a fourth. So if you have grandparents, love them up. Absolutely. Yours is on stage. Well, shout out to you. Seems like you got a good one. What do you think? Yeah, she's good. She spoils you sometimes. That's what she's supposed to do. Spoil them and send them home. Oh, yeah, yes, you do. Get them. My grandmother, my mom was like, don't ever give him Skittles. My grandmother bought the largest bag of Skittles and just let me dig my hands in there. And my mom was like, thanks. Yeah, she let me get away with a lot of stuff. All right, Matt, what's your question for me? Who do I ask? You or anybody? You, you're going to ask this one to me, and then you're going to be able to ask well, it. Since you're in the sports media, I'm just curious of uh, what sports you played growing up, if any, or um, in high school, youth, or college, whatever. I played CYO ball for St. Joe's right down the road. We had a record-setting JV season, and I played two varsity years. My last year, my senior year, we were the number one seed. And unfortunately, as we talk about how important it is to have good leadership, we did not have a good coach, and none of us wanted to play for him. So despite being the number one seed, we decided at halftime when he said, don't embarrass me, I made this team, I made, like I make you look good, we decided at halftime that we didn't really want to. It was heartbreaking because I wanted to win, but not for him. So, And I actually said to St. Joe's, I will go back there when he's not there. 
And it's not a grudge. I wish and pray him the best. I would just rather be around the program. I would even coach that program if they were ever looking for a coach. I love my days there. So I played basketball my whole life. But, yeah, I had some good coaches before him. Coach Casalia, really good coach, too. And then, and then which, yeah, Chuck Casalia. It's funny, though. The year that he stopped coaching and we got our next coach, he used to, whenever I went out, he would tell me to shoot more than he did when he was coaching me. And he would go, he would go, Danny, Danny, shoot it. And if I wasn't shooting, he would grab my pant, my shorts while I was running down the court in the middle of the game. He would go, hey, shoot it, shoot it. So yeah, I love him, love the Casalia family. But yeah, I played baseball too. And I don't know why my parents never had me play soccer because five foot eight, I can shoot trees in basketball. Five foot eight in soccer is perfection. And I never played soccer and then I coached it. And I was like out there playing with the kids and I'm like, I'm Italian and Hispanic and my feet were doing things I didn't know they knew how to do. So I would like to, if I could go back in time, I wonder. But yeah, basketball, that's the one that I fell in love with the most to this day. All right, Matt, well, since you're a commissioner, what about your sports history? Do you have a favorite moment, a reflective, man, if I could go back and jump into my younger self, this is where I would go? So as, like, as a player or as a coach? We're talking as a player going back? Either, whatever you um, want to know. I think, I think what sticks out to me, and I think Patsy remember this, back as a player back in the day, like our championship weekend used to be a little more special because we used to play at PNC Stadium. So the championship that we won coming over, I originally started with Gattis uh, Youth Football, um, and then as, the, as we got older, some of the kids aged out, some went to school ball, so we ended up at Washington to see some of the kids from Gettys. So that first year coming over from Gettys, being able to play for Washington to see and win a championship for Washington to see in the old PNC Stadium, which has probably been named five different things since then. I don't even I don't know if it's MDT now or what Lions Bank. I don't know what it's called now, but back then it used to be a fun experience just as a kid being able to play there, coming up out of the dugout, you know, onto the field. It was just. I think for me, as a Washington C football player, that's that's kind of the one thing that I'll probably always remember. That and then the trips to Pennsylvania. We used to do a lot of trips to Pennsylvania. Used to do a lot of fun going down there. We used to take a bus. Um, used to take the cheerleaders. Used to play in a hotel. Used to get set up against a team that was ten times better than us. That your coach used to say, "You guys can beat them." Mr. Coach Lenny. That that, the, that same year, we played the New, New Jersey State champions. Which we didn't find out till we got there. You know, coach kept that from us, but that was that was Coach Lenny. You know, Coach Lenny. So, but that, that was probably my fondest memory playing at PNC Stadium for Washington State and winning that championship against a very very good Eastwood team. And at that time, um, our program hadn't really played in big games like that against programs of that caliber. Eastwood's a very very good program then, and they're just as good now. So to be in that position for that for our program then was was special. And to do it with a lot of kids that I ended up playing JV and varsity with too, which makes it even more special. We kind of talked about that earlier. So that, 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 that's probably it. That's awesome. All right. Mr. Collins, what do you got for me? I guess my question to you is why this career path? What brought you here? And what keeps you here? Well, when I was a little kid, I've been collecting cards most of my life, and GG Cards and Breaks, who we work with, and then Danny Tome here being a card collector at the Wildcat, I helped to kind of bring us all together. We've done a couple trade nights here. I love collecting, car collecting cards as a kid, and I would flip over the back, and, and I would just I have a photographic memory, and I would memorize the stats. And then I would sit down at the dinner table and I'd start talking to my mom and my dad and I'd just be like spewing stuff off about, you know, this guy did this, did you know this guy did that? And my mom would be like, all right, that's enough. And then, you know, so I mean, it, I always loved sports. I was afraid of the dark growing up and I used to turn on Sports Center and watch Stuart Scott and Rich Eisen and it would help me go to sleep. I would wake up to it. And I always say that Stuart Scott's the best mentor that doesn't know that he mentored me. And because he taught me that 
being yourself is the coolest thing that you can do. So why did I get into it? I love sports, I love people, I like making people laugh. I love making my world small. I love doing everything that people think I can't do and that nobody can do. I like that I chose a place where there was no precedent. Starting my company the way that I did, there was nobody to show me how to do it. So people say, how did you do it? I said, God and I molded the air in front of my face in the trenches until it became something tangible and real. And it's a lot of happy tears, couple, not really ever any sad tears in 20, I just celebrated 20 years. I started when I was 18. So, I mean, I love sports, I love people. Why am I still in it? I love sports, I love people, and I'm spoiled. Because as you get to meet these kids so little, and then you see them at JV and varsity, I get to do this, and then I get to see them, and then they come back, and, and they say, and I, I never want to be called this, but I get, hey, Mr. Totora. You know, and, sure. Yeah, sir is yeah. okay. <laughs> Makes me feel like a king. But, but Mr. Tortora, you know, they come back. I just love, like Luke Sutherland, right? So I was with Lukey with, when he was here. The whole time he was here, here with him and Fred Kent and the whole team. And Christian Rossi, Chris, to this day, Christian Rossi asked me the most difficult rapid fire question. And we were sitting over there. He said, your mom and your dad are on a plane with you. You have one parachute. Who do you give it to? So then, don't worry. I got him back. We sat in the same spot, and his girlfriend was there, and his mom. And I was like, yeah. So I was like, hey. I was like, your mom's in the crowd. He goes, yeah. And I said, your girl's in the crowd. I said, which one do you say? And I remember him looking at me going, I will wait all night for you to answer this question. So, I mean, I love the challenge. I just, I love doing, I love learning about people. I love seeing people grow. I, I love seeing people smile. And every day for me is different. And I can honestly tell you, 20 years in, Sunday night, I was like before, it was like the night before Christmas. I'm in bed with my face in the pillow going, I cannot wait to get up in the morning and do my show. I get to talk to my buddy. We're going to talk about this. And I was so excited 20 years in. And I want that for everybody. I pray that for everybody, that you wake up in the morning and you're like, I can't wait to go do what I get to do for my life. I get to go do something I love. I believe in it. I do what I love. I love what I do. And so, yeah, I mean, why do I do it? Because it's the, it's the coolest life to have. Seriously, and this this life has brought me to people I didn't know. Gave me some of my best friends that are brothers. Gave me a godson, and got me traveling all over the world. So, very spoiled. Thanks, big guy. So, all right. So, with that being said, before we I let you guys do your questions quick in the wrap up, Greg, I got one for you. Okay. You and I have known each other for some years now. Yeah. We met through fantasy football and Danny Tome. That is correct. Steve Conklin's in the crowd and he's won two championships. I told him, I literally, if I had known he was going to be here, I was like, I just was going through my stuff and I'm like, whose award is this? And I saw it, I go, I haven't seen this man in a couple of years. He better come get it or I'm going to repurpose it. So now he's, so now you got him for bookends. You can put, you can put your little bookshelf together. So I met you guys around the same time. And, you know, Greg, you and I have spent more time together. I've gotten to know you a little bit better. What makes you tick? Why are you the person that you are? Why do you do what you do? And why do you answer phone calls from guys like me when I say, hey, can I help promote what you're doing? Um, that's a question that has changed I think throughout my life and I probably probably does for most people who I am today is not who I was 20 years ago it's definitely not who I was 40 years ago but I think who I am today is is a person that looks at the world and would like to see it better 
and I think about how I can contribute to that. And it's probably one of the reasons I'm sitting here with you today is because this role at WGAC put us in a position to, like I said earlier, give back, but also to help the community. You know, there are so many kids and parents that I have met, not only through this program, but I've coached youth basketball, boys and girls, youth football, boys and girls, um, softball, baseball. So in this community, I've probably coached almost any sport. Um, my kids hate it because I know everybody. <laughs> they always say, you, you don't know this person. What's their name? Oh, yeah, I coached them back in the day. Or I know the mom and dad. And they're like, they hate that. But I think being able to know a lot of people and those people also know kind of what you do or what you're about, I feel great about that because they know I'm here not for myself or exclusively for myself. I mean, everyone's got to take time to do stuff for yourself, but what you do above and beyond that is who you are. That's how I feel about it. I can appreciate that. Well, I'm going to use my radio voice, and we're going to do, you get to ask Matt, Matt, Patsy, Patsy, Greg. So you all get to, that's the perfect one. Right. So Greg, you go ahead. Okay, I'll ask Matt first. Um, besides a personal accomplishment, if you look back on life, what are you most proud of? I'll stick with just um, with with, uh, with what we do here, and I'm, I'm I'm extremely proud of where our organization is. People don't realize um, in 2017 when it came to the football side of things, our highest level that we had at the time was junior peewee, and we only had 18 kids on the team, so we were one season away from um, really losing the program. Because if you if you lose all your teams and only can field mighty might. Um, that is a, a hill that is almost virtually impossible to climb. So I think that's probably uh, and a lot of a lot of people had a lot to do with. It. I think that's probably what I'm most proud, proud of is having a, a part of of that turnaround. Because Greg knows this, Patsy knows this, Brett knows this. The people that were around our club then know. You know, we were we were in some rough water then, um, coming out of the, the concussion CTE stuff and where our numbers were. And so I'm just extremely grateful and proud to have been a part of that. That just incredible growth. And I think when we, if I think if Greg and I sat and looked at it, I don't think we could have even imagined or dreamed that it's that five years, six years from that point that we would be here right now as successful as we are. Not only successful as, as doing as good of a job retaining our players to come back every year as we are. So that's, that's probably it. It's incredible. So. You're very proud. Patsy, I'm getting this on record, Patsy, because we are introducing girls um, football this year for, for spring cheer or for spring football. And her granddaughter is sitting right there and she said, you've got to ask grandma a question. And the question is, because we're going to field teams this year, are you coaching flag football this year, Patsy? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> one, one way or another, we're going to try to get Patsy coach flag football. So. Greg, where do you see yourself in 10 years from now with WGAC? Okay, so there's two ways to answer that question. If I win, if I win the lottery, then we will be there a long time because I'll turf the whole place, and then we won't have to worry about mowing anymore, right? Brett, Brett's on board for that. Um, but in reality, uh, I'm really looking forward to hopefully, um, and not that I never did this. So even while all the times I was WGC, I rarely missed any of my kids' events. But um, hopefully, as my kids grow up and you know, maybe someday have their own kids being able to spend time with them and giving back that way and, and maybe a little less giving back to the community. But I think I'll always be involved in some shape or form. I mean, if I'm not here helping out, I'm at the high school helping with the boosters up at the high school booster club. So it seems like there's always something going on. But I, I'd like to be able to focus a little more maybe on the, 
the, the family stuff and give back a little more that way. So with that being said, for the WGAC West Genesee Athletic Club President, Greg Collins, as well as our cheer commissioner, Patsy Mosley, and our football commissioner, Matt Andrianos, I'm Dan Tortora. This is Wake Up Call from the Wildcats celebrating WGAC. Can you please give them a round of applause? They're awesome. They did a great job. Y'all be safe. We'll see you soon. Thank you, Patsy. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Patsy. Thanks, Greg. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you. I wanted to get her in trouble. I wanted to get her in trouble. Why are you playing black football? Yeah, I know what you are. I know. I know.